Hey everyone, I'm Rachel Poli here with Ari Meglin, and we're your hosts for the Merry Writer Podcast. For those of you listening, welcome back to episode four. Today's topic is what is your typical writing routine? Before we begin, it's Earth Day where we take extra care of our environment. How are you taking time to enjoy the fresh air, Ari? We've been really lucky with having great weather. So we've been spending more and more time out in our back garden. It's very sheltered for my neighbors. So it keeps that social social distancing. We've also been taking daily walks to get some fresh air. And yeah, just that's about it really. Obviously there's not much we can do with all the lockdowns, but we are spending some time outside. That's good. And honestly, with everything going on between the social distancing and the lockdowns, being outside is probably one of the best places to be because you're getting that fresh air and just the vitamin D from the sun if it's a sunny day. And I said that a little while ago, we're really lucky all of this happened in the spring because the weather is slowly turning nicer. So we can be outside. It's, it's not like we're stuck inside in negative 30 degree weather in the middle of a blizzard or something. That's a good point. I mean, we are lucky that we actually have uh, a back garden that we can go into. I know not everybody has that. And especially if you're living in a flat, a block of flats, you don't have the option to to always go out like that. So I am quite happy that we do have a garden we can go and sit in, especially when it is a sunny day, because you really do feel it if you're in the house all the time. You do. Yeah. Being stuck inside the house, as much as I love it, it can get a little dreary after a while. We haven't taken our patio furniture out yet that's still in the garage, but we'll be taking it out soon. So for now, I've just been taking walks like you, and I cleaned my car the other day, so that was that was good. <laughs> I haven't done that me. yet. <laughs> <laughs> I actually probably should do that because up until about two weeks ago or a week ago, we had a starling murmuration that was happening every day over the top of our house for like three weeks and if you don't know what that is that is a huge cloud of, of starlings that go in a, in a sort of wave motion and they usually start just around dusk and it carries on and we, you're talking thousands of birds and that obviously means lots of droppings <laughs> and <laughs> right over our house and car so up until the lockdown we were cleaning it but now obviously because we're right on the front of the on the main road we don't actually have the chance to as easily but I do keep looking out thinking I really need to clean my car I really need to clean my car well the good news is you don't really need to go anywhere other than the grocery store but it's not True. like you're you know you're driving to work or you're going here there and everywhere in a bird pooped cover car <laughs> 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 this conversation took a turn we started off with earth day and taking care of the earth and then turned into bird poop <laughs> it's very nature very, very nature. i mean true yeah you have to take care of the birds too that's all part of nature and taking care of the earth <laughs> thing is i have to be i mean I, I love watching the birds we have bird feeders i i feed i feed them all the time and i love looking after that and when we first saw the starlings it was like oh wow and then after about four days of realizing they were just crapping on my car it became less like wow that's so beautiful and like oh my god can you just not do it right over my house <laughs> maybe you have to start feeding them then <laughs> <laughs> that is a good one. 
But yeah, speaking, what speaking I saw. of birds. <laughs> speaking of birds, um, we've had a couple of cardinals come visit us every single morning. They come out on my back deck and they just sit in the flower beds for a few minutes. And it, it's great. It's, it's a nice sight to see. Oh, I don't think we have those over here. Are those the little like, red birds with like a little yeah. tufty head? Yep. Yeah. I've, I've seen pictures of them, but I don't think we get them over here. Yeah. They're, uh, and if they're we do, I've never birds. seen them. Mm. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. So between the social distancing and all the lockdowns happening, everybody's routines are in a bit of a tizzy right now. And we're trying to get into all these new routines and figure out different schedules. And just from being home and taking daily walks is a great way to keep up a good routine. Writing is still happening and creative projects are still happening. So today we're talking about what your typical writing routine is like, especially in the middle of everything that's happening. So, you know, your writing routine is, do you have schedules for certain products? Do you write at specific times or certain days of the week? For me, I'm an early bird and I write first thing in the morning. I tend to wake up super early with or without an alarm. That's just how my body works for some reason. But I have the most energy in the morning and I'm able to get so much work done on my writing in the morning. And I'll get up with you know, five, six o'clock in the morning, and I can just get out about 2,000 words in an hour or two, if I'm focused enough. But that's what usually works for me. Ari, what's your typical writing routine like? First of all, can I say it amazes and awes me that anybody can get up and start writing at five or six a.m. That time in the day does not exist for me <laughs> at all. I have been up till 6am, I have woken up at 6am and they are not things I would ever, ever try to do, even to get my writing further. I just could not manage that. Um, I am actually, shockingly, I am an early bird. I'm just not that much of an early bird. <laughs> my, my day starts more like 7.38. Unfortunately, I don't get to write first thing in the morning like I used to because my partner works late shifts so we really only get time together in the mornings now so I have had to shift how I work um, and that has caused some issues in the point where I don't have a typical writing routine at the moment. I used to be very organized my writing my routine would keep me on point with my writing but over the last two years since we moved to this country since we moved into our house and his job became this um since his job became a shift work where it's all late nights, um, it has affected my routine and I'm still trying to change into a new one that works best for me. Spending time with your partner is one of the most important things you can be doing. Obviously writing is important, but family needs to come first and stuff. So if the morning is really the only time that you guys have together, you need to take advantage of that. Well, that, well that's it because I do have the most energy in the morning which he hates because he is not a morning person so I'll be like jumping out of bed first thing like <laughs> getting stuff done and he's like crawling out of bed crying for coffee but he doesn't finish work till like half 10 half 11. Um, we're actually okay at the moment because he's working from home so he finishes at half 10. Normally he would be working in Belfast and he wouldn't get home till about half 11 because that's how long it takes on the bus and by that time I am completely tired and dropping so we have to take advantage of that morning see for me the reason i'm such an early bird is 
because I used to get up a few extra hours earlier than I needed to because I used to work at the preschool. So I would work seven hours at the preschool and then I would nanny in the afternoons. And by the time I got home, it'd be dinner. And at that point I'd be beyond exhausted. So I used to wake up an extra two hours before I needed to, so I could get all my writing and blogging done. Even though I quit the preschool, I think three years ago now, give or take, I still, I still have that in me. My energy is still at its peak when I first wake up. I, I get out of bed, I have a cup of coffee, and I just start writing. And it, it works well for me because I still nanny in the afternoons. So I'm able to get all my creative stuff done in the morning and early afternoon. And then by the afternoon, I nanny. And then I can come home and hopefully relax. <laughs> I'm not the best at relaxing. But at least I could say I have what, what I needed to get done done for the day. <laughs> well, that's it. It's like, it's not just a case of well, working and writing. There's so many other things you have to fit in, you know, within that time frame. Um, so what, what happens with me is I'll get up early. I'll get my, I'll get the, I'll get up early. I'll spend time with my partner. I'll look after our cats. We'll go for our walk, and that's when all I also do all our chores. So the laundry gets done, the, the vacuuming gets done, and all that stuff. Because I then knowing that my my routine has changed, and I now start in the middle of the day. So I'm kind of a midday magpie rather than an early bird. Mm -hmm. I will. Um, I try and make that my most intense part. So I start at like 12 or one and I will write then and I will do my blogging then. And by the as the day tails off, that's when I start getting tired. And I know if I finished at like seven or eight, which is a lot of times I do, I'm too tired to be thinking, oh, I'll do all the laundry now or I'll do all the vacuuming now. So I try and cram everything in in the morning and then I have to make do with the middle of the day. And at the moment, it's working. It is working. I did do the 85K challenge at the beginning of the year, and that really did help to bring some form of focus back to my routine and kind of reminded me, you do need to be writing more. You need to sort of focus more. Writing is one of those things where it's too easy to put it to a side because other things have crept in. And you, sometimes you need to kind of give yourself a specific time, whether that is first thing in the morning with your 5 and 6 a.m. crazy time, or whether it's first thing in the afternoon when I sit down to my desk, or whether it's last thing at night if you have kids and you put your kids to bed and that's the only time you've got. So as long as you have some sort of focus and routine, even the smallest routine is important. So I am trying to set new routines of writing every day, mainly every weekday, so I have more time at the weekends to do other things. But yeah. Yeah, I get that. Sticking to a routine is so hard. And once you get into a good routine, something will change and you need to figure out how to play around with your routine. So it works for you and for your writing and for everything else that needs to get done. As, I mean, people are always saying, oh, there's 24 hours in a day. You should be able to do X, Y, and Z. There's really not 24 hours in a day. We <laughs> sleep for seven, eight, nine hours of that time or we're supposed to I'm told yeah. <laughs> but <wish>. it's, <laughs> it's hard to keep up with that but yeah like you you were doing the 85k 90 writing challenge and that helped you get into a better routine and my routine has been so floppy for the past few months and this month is Camp NaNoWriMo so I've been doing really well 
sticking to writing every single day. And unlike you, I don't have chores. I do every day. I try to give myself a day off each week so I'm not on the computer. And sometimes I'll, I'll write, especially during the NaNoWriMo months, but sometimes I'll just have a day off from writing as well. And that's usually on Fridays for me. Fridays I wake up and I just clean the entire house and it's glorious. And it's, it's a stress reliever for me. And it's also, I'm up and I'm moving around. I'm not sitting at a desk. I'm not staring at a screen. And it, it works for me. People say you need to write every single day, but I like having at least one day where I'm taking that break. Because sometimes if you're, you're overthinking your novel, like all the time every day you need that break I think people have the idea that like you have to write every day and if you don't then you're a bad writer but you do need breaks and not everyone work writes well if you write every day and forcing it all the time can actually have more of a detrimental effect and that's not me saying oh you should sit back and wait for inspiration to come no of course you shouldn't you should work you should sit down you should build habits because the more habits you have the more motivation you have and the less you'll procrastinate the less you'll have writing block but at the same time you do sometimes need breaks and if you are struggling forcing through every time isn't always the best option um, what I did for a while was I block time as a, as a routine. Monday would be a business day. So the majority of my tasks that day would be business orientated. And then, you know, Tuesday would be a social media day, which is where I would sort all my imagery and I would fill up buffer, which is a schedule that allows me to post automatically onto my social media social media platforms Wednesday would be a writing day and while I might have written on every other day or on odd days and I might have done business stuff on other days I specifically had a singular day where I did the most like the most important tasks the biggest tasks that kept me organized I'm trying to get back to something like that at the moment but it's like you have to work with whatever routine you've got and if it doesn't work if something changes like how the fact that my partner's job has affected how I work now, which I'm not, obviously I'm having to go on it for that. I'm having to shift. I can't just keep trying to do the same routine if it's no longer working. And I've tried to do that before. I've tried to block time where Monday I worked on, you know, business like you or Tuesdays it was just blogging and, you know, each day. But then I would put too many tasks on my to-do list and some tasks would roll over to the following day. And I'm like, oh, this will take me five minutes. I'll just finish this up real quick. And then I'll get into the next day's stuff. And then everything would eventually just shift and roll over. And before I knew it, I was working 12-hour days. And that's not good for anybody. So I try, what I do now is I split my projects up by month. And each day, things that need to constantly be worked on, I have one task to do each day for all my different projects. Like I try to write one blog post or I write 2000 words for my novel. And that has seemed to be working a lot better for me now, instead of trying to get everything done for one thing in one day. That makes sense. That makes sense. I think the only thing I have that was considered a routine would be that I work on my first draft mostly. And I try not to edit while I'm doing it, uh, which I used to do. I was quite bad at that. I would write, edit, write, edit, write, edit. And I didn't get anywhere. So now I do, 
I work on my first draft completely. I don't go back and edit. I don't make changes. I I just work on getting the words down. They're not, they don't have to be perfect, obviously. They don't have to be clean. Sometimes I'll literally write a note at the bottom saying, this is rubbish, rewrite it. Or does this scene even need to be in this novel? Um, but I, I just want to get to the end. And then once that's done, it goes through its second, um, it goes through its first edit. And that's, so I do have some form of, ro- of routine with my writing in that sense. I just need to be more structured. And I think what you do, having it split by a month is a really good way of keeping on track and staying focused and not kind of drifting off, which I'm doing too much at the moment. So I might have to steal your idea. Well, it's an idea for the taking. By all means, go ahead and steal it. Um, It's been working really well for me so far, especially with the Camp NaNoWriMo months. And, you know, it's funny. I didn't participate in the 85K90 writing challenge this year, but those months and the NaNoWriMo months, they sort of line up. Like the 85K90, the writing months are January, February, March, and April is a finish month. And Camp NaNoWriMo happens to be in April. And then May and June are editing months. July is a finish month, which happens to be another Camp NaNoWriMo month. And they they all sort of line up, which is great for me because it helps me stay in a writing routine. But based on the schedule that the 85K90 writing challenge has set up, it's easy for me to stick to the task on hand and space out the stages of the writing process. So one month I'm trying to write 60,000 words or 80,000 words or however long the novel needs to be as long as I can get my first draft done and then the following month the following month I'll usually work on a different project and just take a break from the previous one but after that I have a month of editing and it it seems to work out well it's time consuming and it takes a while I know it's a lot of people they just want to write their novel and just get it out in the world and it takes a lot of time but it works and it's something you need to do. Yeah, I think that the idea that they sort of follow on and it's given you these these nice blocks where you can work, that's it's, it's actually a really, good, a really good way of doing it. Um, I mean, technically, since I did, I did the 85K, I am in the finish month, which is when I should be working on my first draft, cleaning it all up, or even just taking a break. I have taken a little bit of a break, but I would like to go back to it and actually try and get more of it done. Maybe ready for trying um, May and June as an editing month, but I've got a feeling I'm not going to be ready for that because my draft is is too messy. It's just There's just too many gaps still in it that need to be filled in, and I just don't think I'm going to have time to do that in April because of all the other things I have building up on my to-do list. Yeah, that's fair. And I know that all too well. I mean, I've rewritten my mystery novel so many times. I don't think I even edit <laughs> anymore. I get a I get a draft down and then I just toss it to the side and start all over again. <laughs> There's no happy medium. <laughs> you just love writing it over and over again. I, I guess so. <laughs> At this point, it's never going to see the light of day. <laughs> oh, my mine's in pieces because I don't write in chapters I write in scenes and then it's like one giant freaking puzzle 
then I've got to figure out which scene comes before this. And, and some of them are obvious. I know that obviously if this happens, then this isn't going to happen before it. But there's a lot where I am, because I have multiple, multiple point of views, I, it's not always clear exactly what scene follows on. So I've actually, because I use uh, Scrivener, I have compiled my basic first draft and I will probably be taking a few days this week or next week, lying it all out on the floor with highlighter markers and crying a lot and trying to get it into some sort of order um, so I'm happy enough with how it is because I do have an outline but I also sometimes go off my outline in parts it's that two-thirds again the two-thirds of a novel elude me mm-hmm. yeah I I know exactly what you mean <laughs> so it's easy to stay in a routine for Camp NaNoWriMo or for the 85k90 challenge because the routine is made for you but what do you do when you fall out of your routine? For me, I tend to make lists. If I fall out of my routine, I, I cry first and I get very frustrated and I vent a lot to my sister, God bless her. And then I just make list upon lists and I try to create to-do lists and tasks and I break everything up into categories and I look at my novel and I'm like, okay, what do I have left to do for this? And for some reason, creating a list inspires me to keep going because I want to check things off the list. And I don't know about you, but when I create a list and I do something that's not on the list, I add it to the list and then immediately check it off <laughs> to make it seem like it was there the whole time. <laughs> but for some reason, creating a list, it inspires me to get back into a routine and I look at everything I have to do and I'm able to create a new routine and just hope I stick with it this time. I will hold my hand up that I too do enjoy adding things to the list to tick them off. There is something so gratifying about striking through something that you've done. Yep. Uh, <laughs> we're, we are very, we're very listy people. But oh, yeah. <laughs> I have a bad tendency. I pull back and sulk about it for a bit. And it can take me a bit of time to get back into a routine, but I usually try and step back and look at it as a whole, figure out why the routine failed in the first place. Because originally, if my routine failed, I just tried to continue it, you know, start it again and, and work out. And that doesn't always work because if there was an issue that stopped the routine and that issue is still there, then the next routine is going to fail. So I do try and figure out what the problem was and why it, it's it messed up with my routine and then what routine will work better and I kind of there's a lot of trial and error I will sort of try different things and if that doesn't work and so I slot ideas and routines in slowly until I have a working routine start to finish that helps and that's how I do it that's a really good point actually I never thought of it that way if a routine stops working why did it stop working I just say oh I just think I'm terrible at keeping my routine and I move on. <laughs> I like your way of thinking much better. It's easier because it means you can blame other people. It's like, well, it's not me. It must be somebody else's fault. Yeah. And that's, that's how I got into pulling back and trying to figure it out. I refused <laughs> to take, I refused to take responsibility for my routine failing. That's how it comes out. Well, you know what? That's, that's a whole nother conversation for another day. If your routine is being messed up just from the fact you're working from home 
and other people are saying, oh, you're home. Can you do this? Can you do that for me? I mean, that's a whole nother conversation that we can get into another time. But I, yeah, I agree. <laughs> At least we're not blaming our characters. That is true. Although, you know what? Sometimes it probably is the novel's fault. <laughs> you think about oh, definitely. it. <laughs> so I think that's going to be it for today's episode. Be sure to let us know your typical writing routine on Twitter using the hashtag TheMerryWriterPodcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. You can follow and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite sites such as Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and many more. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of The Merry Writer Podcast where we ask all the right questions. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Excessive Caffeine. We drink a lot. The music titled Inspired is by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0.